everybody. Welcome to Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and today we are dissecting episode four of Survivor Pearl Islands, the seventh season of the great, great television show Survivor. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm here with a few of my friends. Uh, first off, Adam, welcome to the podcast. Hey, happy to be here. I'm happy that you're happy. Uh, Emily, <laughs> welcome to Outwatch. Hey, thanks. Uh, also glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good to hear. <laughs> and, Great. Yes. Uh, Scott, hello. Welcome. Hey, Alex. Hey, Alex, Adam and Emily. How are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so uh, you, you leaned into that so well, and I'm really happy. OK, it's been it's been just long enough since we recorded that I don't remember how to start this. So, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I think we nailed it. Yeah, crushed it. First try. Yeah. Uh, on Outwatch, we rewatch old seasons of Survivor and uh, it turns out we react to current seasons, too. Um, but on our flagship program here, we uh, watch old seasons of Survivor and react to them. Uh, to the strategy, we dissect that, we react to big story and TV moments, and reminisce as a whole on the good, good television show that is Survivor. Um, And yeah, like I said, we've got episode four of Survivor Pearl Islands today. So um, this was the episode in which our good friend Burton was the one sent home. Rip Burton. (laughs) Um, we are going to friend is a pretty loose term. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Burton was my friend. I don't know. (laughs) I can't speak for you, but I knew him personally. (laughs) Congrats. (laughs) So let's, uh, (laughs) it's been a true joy. (laughs) Let's, um, let's take a, uh, a trip down to tree mail. And uh, walk through the events of this episode, and then we'll go through in greater detail. So, um, actually, before I do that, I need to fact check myself. In a previous episode of Outwatch, I claimed that um, Survivor Colton Cumbie quit the game twice, and I with uh, I must apologize to Mr. Colton. He actually only quit once. He was medevaced the first time, and then quit. So. For all the Colton truthers out there, I apologize. Um, hey, rub some dirt in it. It won't be the last time. I still say he quit. Yeah. Hey, it's all just a matter of perspective, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's walk through what happened in episode four of Pearl Islands. Um, so first uh, we see the Morgan tribe and the ocean crashing in on them and they attempt to stop the unstoppable force of the ocean with some sand and logs. Um, We see some tension brewing between Sean and Krista, something uh, foreshadowing perhaps. And then we get to the reward uh, where Drake wins the third and final piece of their treasure map as well as a sewing kit and the chance to loot once again. Um, And then they, after much buildup, go hunting for the treasure that is on the Drake campsite somewhere, and they find it. Uh, But all of their buildup and hopes and dreams come crashing down as production goofs and lets the uh, the canned stuff leak inside of there, therefore soiling everything else. So it's kind of a, a letdown, the contents of the um, the treasure. Some would even say that... I, I'd call it a ghetto Christmas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a potentially problematic phrase that doesn't age well, but <laughs> nonetheless... Yeah. <laughs> I would argue um, that at the time it probably wasn't a good phrase. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a good a good point. You're probably right. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the Morgan Beach, we see Rhino and Savage uh, going on a hunt to look for fish at the other coast. But instead, they just get lost and wander around the woods for a long time and then find the not coast they were looking for. Um, and then we head into the reward challenge where 
the Drake tribe effectively throws this challenge by sitting out Rupert and Burton, I believe, um, their strongest members. And so Morgan wins their first uh, immunity challenge, this pirate chess game. And in a surprising twist, they get to kidnap Rupert from the Drake tribe to join them through the next reward. Um, and so now we see two groups at the Drake tribe. John's kind of running the show. They go to tribal um, and end up voting out Burton and making him the first person voted out of the Drake tribe and the fourth person overall. Um, and Scott Burton was on your uh, fantasy team. Yes. Uh, how did you feel about losing one of your guys? Um, I was not feeling good. So I was super mad because literally the first three episodes, we got nothing from like Burton and Sean. Really everything <laughs> was peachy and team team Drake. We come in here and we got all this hidden tension all of a sudden and I'm like, man, I made all these picks and come to turn out my team is made up of a-holes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm not even rooting for my team anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a sad state of affairs. Would you so, say that? Um, I'm ready to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would say that I want to cry. Um, so, yeah. So yeah, I'm just kind of like down in the dumps watching episode four. Like, man... My entire team's like wanting to vote each other out. I'm not feeling good right now. So <laughs> we'll see where it goes, but I'm not happy right now. The good news is that there's a lot of game left. And in these uh, in this season, the way that our scoring is structured, um, really the winner is going to be just the person who keeps the most players in the longest without there being many idols or advantages to play. You can't really earn points that way. So it's all going to be about just surviving and voting well. Uh, so yeah, any big uh, fun moments in this episode that really stuck out to you? Okay. Yeah. Personally, I thought it was kind of a big twist when Rupert got to go to the Morgan tribe Yeah, and he comes in and they're just like trying to protect their shelter. And then he's like, no, you got to do this. And out of nowhere, they become like a working tribe. It was kind of cool how quickly he turned them around. And that was a perfectly timed um, twist in that challenge, too, just because... Is that what they call them? Challenges? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Where am I? That's okay. right. <laughs> um, <laughs> because they threw that, and then, and then Rupert was like, oh, I'm not into this. I'm just going to sit out. And then he went over to their tribe. Yeah, it really backfired on, on Drake yeah, in a like big way. Yeah, double I backfire. Think. Super backfire. The worst kind of backfire. <laughs> <laughs> How many other ways can we say this, <laughs> guys? I don't. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting, and I wonder how Rupert would have handled like going back to camp uh, and that whole lead up to tribal if he was there. Maybe he would have cried. Yeah, he he might have cried. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. Like I this was honestly the best episode of the season so far. Um okay. Up to like at least in my opinion, up to this point we had a lot of like the first three episodes are just so like Drake destroys Morgan, Drake destroys Morgan and like they're yeah, a functioning team and like it just you know, it wasn't super interesting and we finally got to see a little bit of how Drake isn't all that perfect and like we got to see Morgan I, I guess it, it seemed up to this point that Morgan was uh, Morgan just wasn't good at the game and probably more accurately. They're just not a good team. Mm -hmm. like they're not a good cohesive yeah. unit. Was more the issue. It was interesting. It was interesting, though, how like as soon as Rupert got there, they kind of like turned it around. Yeah, you like, know. they just couldn't get the momentum. Like, they had the potential to be a good team. They mm. just never had the chance to be cohesive because they never had any wins in anything. Yeah. Yeah, and even in, like, past challenges, they had come close. Like, I can think of a couple of challenges where they had come really close to actually winning, but they, for whatever reason, just couldn't get 
you know, first, or they couldn't cross the finish line before Drake or whatever. So they were really just needed that one spark almost just to give them some form of like positive thought to kind of get them on the right track. And that's even the reward challenge for this one. Morgan was so close to this. Like they, um, there, this was the one where Austin like almost drowned. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. So like he, (laughs) if it hadn't been for that, if that hadn't set him back a fair amount, um, also in that reward challenge at one point, I think Dara has the mask on and she's going to run out to the ocean, but Tawana like runs ahead of her and she takes forever to get a puzzle piece because she can't see without the mask. Right. And so she can't, you know, that, that sucked for them. And they were so really close to like put it, like they were at the point where they're about to start putting the puzzle back together. They weren't that far behind Drake and they had a serious setback. Yeah. So like. For yeah. our audience, the mask is a scuba mask. They were in the water. That sounds really weird if you didn't actually watch the episode recently. <laughs> yeah. They should have learned from future. <laughs> and then they would know to take the mask off. <laughs> oh, oh that, I loved that. <laughs> Way more than I should have. What a timely reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in 2007, the hit single Mask Off by Future, which dropped in 2017, should have been a <laughs> an important uh, I like resource to, to that. I like to imagine that Future was re-watching this episode of Survivor <laughs> when he wrote that song, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably, yeah, you should hop on Genius right now and edit that that song. (laughs) Future is actually referencing Survivor Season 7, Episode 4. This would be a much better podcast (laughs) if we pretended like the episodes were coming out like in real time, like it's 2007 and we're recording this podcast, like... Oh, th- that would be fun. I think it would make this podcast a lot better, just <laughs> <laughs> having to make 2007 references. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. So what do you think oh about that upstart uh, politician, Mr. Obama? Mr. Obama. <laughs> he's got some promise, huh? <laughs> I think he's got potential. Hussein. I think he's got Rock potential. Hussein Obama. People forget that. <laughs> yeah, I hear he wasn't even born in the United States. <laughs> I need to see the birth certificate. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite moments, this was a moment there's there's a few times in these this bank of episodes where I just like in my living room alone, just laughed out loud at the television because of the things that had happened. Mm. Um, one of them was the early uh, thing when the tide starts coming in on Morgan and they're like. Uh, let's build, put some sand up and that was, put yeah. some logs there to stop let's the build a sand wall. Yeah. Like the unstoppable tide of the ocean. Like what? That's not going to work at all. Yeah. That was really dumb. Um, and yeah. And they're like, and I don't know, like, like Rupert came along and he was like, yeah, this is going to get like, it's going to come in like two more feet. And I'm like, did no one think that? Did no one realize that? That that's the way tides work? Like, it's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> Apparently not. It's like Austin versus Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah, a very submissive Austin. Yeah. This is in a later episode we'll talk about later, but the Pelican stuff cracked me up. Yes. Oh, yeah, I have some I thought thoughts. that was yes. hilarious. <laughs> I'm excited to get to the Pelican thoughts. <laughs> Um, we also early on in this episode got Trish's first confessional, I think, of the season. So good on good job, Trish. <laughs> Wait, Yay. I I actually I, I know Drake members now. <laughs> like it's, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're forced to now that they lost something. Right. <laughs> and we realize how terrible they are. Right. Yeah. At least they're yeah. just me. OK. A little bit. OK. Yeah. I yeah. They. They're a weird tribe. I I think their their success is purely driven by the fact that Morgan isn't successful. Like that's the majority mm-hmm. of the reason why they're why Drake is successful. Yeah, they're just so bad that it's like hard not to be good. Right. The the Drake tribe kind of reminds me of the Cleveland Cavaliers before LeBron left. <laughs> like Hear me that's out, good. hear me out. Rupert is their LeBron and then he he goes to, you know, the other tribe and they fall apart. Similar to Heat, LeBron so to when he 
Yes, when the when when LeBron left to join the Heatles, the Heatles, the Cleveland Cavaliers failed to exist. Similar to how Drake fell. When when he left to join the Heatland Cavaliers, I believe is the 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 Heatland Cavaliers. Yes, everyone's favorite basketball team. <laughs> when did that happen? Is that Sports. is that a 2007 reference that we can make? I was hoping. Oh, I think it was in. that would have been, that would have been like 2010. I think it was 2010. Yeah, yeah 2011. Yeah. It's close. Close enough. Close <laughs> enough. Crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think about um, Austin's near drowning? How um, convinced were you by this escapade? He just looked bored. I'm sure it was like a really scary situation and I felt bad for him because I mean, I know like if you're in the water and you get panicked, you know, you could drown and that's a very real thing. And I'm sure it's really difficult, but he was just like, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not into this. That's what his facial features (laughs) were saying. I'm pretty sure during that wasn't Jeff just like, just, just, just grab the rope. Yeah, Yeah, he totally was. Well, I, he's like standing you drive by the rope, just grab it. I, I don't think there it was like super far out from the beach, too. Like it was it, I think Jeff's mindset was like grab the rope and pull yourself closer and then stand up. Like, you know, <laughs> sort of had that mentality to it. And then like he was so he was so not worried about it that they didn't send like a real lifeguard to That's get him. True. Like he was just like, hey, yeah, hey Savage, just go get him. And then he was like, Yeah, maybe another person. How about you, Rhino? <laughs> <laughs> That that whole sequence was surprising to me because, like, I assumed that they have always had like there's scuba's guy people oh, yeah. in the water to like save people if this happens yeah. you know and I assumed that was always a thing, but like apparently not because like I mean Jeff was like actually kind of panicked he's like whoa Austin are you drowning okay just uh, grab the rope uh, Savage go out there I guess I don't know it's yeah. like. I think if they had scuba people out there, he would have sent him after him. But and Jeff was wasn't going weird. in. So. I was kind of expecting no, a, a boat to come in and like you know a couple mm. lifeguards to jump off. But yeah, Scott, I I really wish that Jeff would have just like ripped <laughs> off his sunglasses and jumped in the water <laughs> and swam out there to save him. <laughs> yeah, I've got a floaty in one of the pockets of my shirt here. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the pockets. <laughs> one of my many pockets. <laughs> I I have I have a comment and a question about Jeff. My comment yeah. is Jeff is so tan in this episode, like starting in this episode. <laughs> like he was tan before, but man, is he dark in this one? Um, That's hilarious. Which leads to my question: What like ethnicity is Jeff? Is he like Italian or is he something else? <laughs> I have no idea. Probst. What is Probst? I don't know. That could be like Polish. No. No? Yeah, that was my first It couldn't be Polish. I mean, I don't really know. Let's Google it. (laughs) To the internet. When you find that out, let us know. Has Jeff ever? Jeff also had. had The the Jeff Probst show? He had a show? Yeah, he had a failed talk show. What? From Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, like when we were in high school. (laughs) Of course, he's he a did. licensed minister. No way. For real? He could marry you. Yep. Has he ever dated a contestant of the show? I believe so. Oh, really? nice. Oh, who was it? Uh, I don't remember, but it, this like rings a bell. <laughs> there was also a. Uh, oh, yeah. He began weird... dating one of his contestants, Julie Berry. They broke up in 2008. Julie Berry. They started dating in 2004. Huh. There was also a kind of weird Jeff quote in this challenge when uh, Tawana was going out there. He's like, T, showing a little booty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real? I missed that it's completely. Like, uh, Jeff. <laughs> Shut it down, bro. Um, We also like we 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 see Jeff getting more and more annoyed with Johnny Fairplay in oh, yeah. I know is starting in this episode like he's just over uh-huh. it yeah for sure I'll um what are some uh give me some Johnny Fairplay hot takes German is he f- <laughs> Pro- oh, probes German, is German. <laughs> just, we just figured that out sorry 
That's fine. I was like, <laughs> there's a crest on the back. I want to find the crest. Oh my gosh, get out of the internet. <laughs> no, no. The image is crest. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jeff. Okay, I'm 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 off the internet. Johnny Fairplay. That's where we were going. Yeah, right? sorry. Yeah, do you think Johnny Fairplay is funny or annoying? Do you think he's good at this or bad at this? Like, I will say I'm embarrassed that he's on my team. That's my take. <laughs> he's, he's embarrassing my team. <laughs> What's embarrassing about him? He's trying way too hard. What isn't embarrassing about him? Yeah. Right. I think so. Like I, I'm inclined to make a mean joke and say I'm sure in the low hills of West Virginia, he's hilarious, except for the <laughs> fact that one of my favorite podcasts is my brother, my brother and me who are from Huntington, West Virginia. So yeah. even there, he's not that funny. Is that where he's from? <laughs> That's true. He's from West Virginia, or at least like his little like name tag thing says something Virginia. West Virginia, Virginia, like, huh. hmm. yeah, he's, I think he's from West Virginia. He, he seems like, like a small town guy. Like he doesn't seem like a guy, like, he he seems like the kind of guy who watched like movies that you know uh, like like American yeah. Pie type movies, but he's like from a small town and like doesn't you know whatever. He just seems like a douchebag. I'm sorry. You can believe that yeah. if you want. <laughs> that I mean he's, that's a fair assessment. I think he's not very good at Survivor. Really? Because uh, he is one of the more like uh, strategic, cunning players in the season. In fact, he's. To this point, he's probably the most strategic and cunning player. I think he's just the only person thinking about like long term strategy, which is the only reason that mm-hmm. is because like in this one, we find out that he's in an alliance with literally everyone on the Drake tribe, which means that yeah. in this tribal council, he burned half the tribe. Right. I suppose from that. OK, I, I get I got you. I just think he's trying too hard at this point in the game. Yes. Agreed. He's a very like classic old school survivor villain in that he is kind of a jerk playing all the sides, uh, really unafraid to like hurt people's feelings, not really playing the social game, but playing like a heavy strategic game, you know? Yeah. Is he a snake or is he a rat? That's, That's a, a great allusion yeah. Yeah. to a great survivor moment. Snakes and rats, Sue Hawk. Boom. <laughs> One of the best reality TV moments of all time. <laughs> For those of us who don't understand the reference. Yeah. <laughs> Look up the YouTube video. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another podcast. I guess. Another season. Yes. Another when we season. get to when we get to Borneo. It's for then, another season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so moving on to the um, the treasure chest thing, this was kind of a bummer mm-hmm. for me, too, because it, there's all this build up and then like by no fault of their own, like the cans inside or whatever break and like spoil everything, I, which is to- like I'm sure, you know, production buried the thing and accidentally cracked a can and didn't know about it. And then they open it up and it's like, oh, shoot, <laughs> we really goofed. <laughs> I would make the argument that production did it on purpose. Oh, interesting. Hot take. I'm I <laughs> I I would say they did it on purpose. Not like they cracked a can on purpose, but that's just like they buried it and that was the end of their thought. And then it got like really hot and a can exploded and that's just the way that buried treasure would work because it's a really stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I call it a ghetto Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're using the Rupert mentality. Like, if we were real pirates, this would be spoiled. <laughs> okay. What my, my I don't know if you got this soundbite, but my my favorite line, my favorite Rupert line, is when uh, Burton talks about throwing the challenge, and Rupert's like uh, doing yes. his, his testimonial, and he's like, "If this were uh, a real pirate ship, we would have killed him already." <laughs> yeah, he'd he already would be, be dead, dead already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like, he is so into this motif. Yeah, I love it. He's so he's convinced. So into he's it. so genuine. Uh, <laughs> there were a lot of weird sound bites leading up to this uh, treasure chest thing. There was um, 
It's like everybody's, you know, talking about what they want, like, or hope is in the treasure. There's people like, oh, I want candy or chocolates or like steak or whatever. And we get to Sandra and she's like, I really hope there's canned juice in the treasure <laughs> chest. <I'm> like, what? <laughs> of all things, you want canned juice? <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing. She's from Washington. That's just the way they are. <laughs> and then John had like a, some comment about wet dreams and it was just oh, like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a gross comment. It's so, I did it's not so love cringy. that. And you know what I thought? I was like, we all started this podcast by talking about how this was our time with our family. And then like, can you imagine that our parents were just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Well, so there's that comment. They're, they put they put alcohol. That's a perspective I've never thought of before. Yeah, I was awesome. like, how did I miss this? I mean, good thing I did. I would have been, well, who knows, probably they, women's card. They put, they put alcohol in the treasure chest too. So... Uh, yeah, John gets like drunk before tribal council. Yeah, that was He's another drunk, like half of moment. the season. I know. <laughs> I like. I I like, and you can tell me if this ever happens again. I don't. I don't remember them drinking the first time around. I saw this again. I don't remember much, and I was young. You know. Well, and Jeff but, used a really weird word when they were at. He was like, are you yes. loaded right now? Are you loaded? Are I would not have caught loaded? that when I was little. I barely knew what that meant now. I've never heard that. Yeah, I, like that's the only time I've ever heard that phrase yeah. used. Yeah. So. Jeff reminds me so much of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Can't drink it too fast. <laughs> yeah. Good Gary Gertz moment. <laughs> hey, dad, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only sound bite we use of you. <laughs> so yeah the uh the treasure chest was kind of goofy there like wasn't much in there at all that they ended up using it seemed like no. like they ate the chocolate yeah. and then it was just kind of like eh, whatever it mm-hmm. seemed like such an early 2000s way of storing food and stuff and it was just <laughs> it just a flop it was just leftover from so y2k okay. so <laughs> Yeah, the preppers th- threw the stuff down there and <laughs> just, yeah, was left. I, just, I did picture whatever Morgan, the Morgan tribe eventually finds theirs and it's like that. They're just going to be like crushed and Savage is just going to like have one tear going down his eye. Oh, I was really hoping when <laughs> they went to the, <laughs> I'm hoping when they went to the next challenge, when um, Morgan is offered that clue. I really want Drake to just mm-hmm. say like, "Oh, don't don't worry about it. It's a waste of time." It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not that cool. <laughs> um, and so for the looting, uh, Trish takes Morgan's lantern because they don't uh, have any interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they're pretty much out of everything else. I think I think that they're not allowed get- to take the last pot. Like I think that Morgan's like really worried about it, but I think. The production staff was like, yeah, well, you're not allowed to take their last pot. <laughs> Interesting. It could be. Yeah. You'd think they would just like wouldn't mention it if that was the case. But I think they yeah, who knows? I think they want to make it like so we think they could take their last pot. Yeah. And you know, whatever. I think mm. I think that's a production thing. That's reasonable. Survivor. Conspiracy. Um, and then we get. Well, and that's like in episode yeah. like two or three or something. We it, it's like it's like sort of revealed that they have like two pots now. And like, I swear they didn't have two pots at that point. And that was when Drake did take one of their pots. So Hmm. I don't know. You should be doing a consistent pot count to call them out. Shit. I'm going to start live tweeting the pot tally. (laughs) (laughs) Can we make that a segment? How many pots does Morgan have? Adam's pot tally. <laughs> this will surely break the internet. How many pots? <laughs> <laughs> we can even have a song for it. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, so Rhino and Savage, uh, they went to go try the other coast because it seemed more promising. They weren't catching much fish on their coast. Right. And end up, we get some like Blair Witch Project found footage horror scene <laughs> in the middle of the woods where they're wandering around and get scared. And um, ultimately, they find another coast, but it is like worse than theirs. <laughs> it was pretty sad and disappointing. Now, was it just a bunch of rocks? Because they didn't really show the water. 
I it just looked like a lot of rocks. Yeah. I I kind of wonder if they were at like low tide or something when they got there. Like I could have been. Cuz I don't know. They didn't they didn't ask that question in the show, but that that was my wondering. I don't know. That just like I, that I sucked. <laughs> like that just really sucks for them. Like they're so desperate for food that's not rice and they just can't catch a break there. <laughs> and it was it, I don't know. I was interested in seeing the other like side of the island, but yeah, the uh their map reading skills weren't very strong. Uh and then before the challenge happens, you get a little Sean and Rupert um, strategy talk, some of the rare strategy talk to this point, where Sean wants to throw the challenge um, so that they can vote out one of their own. Now, remind me, was the the plan initially to throw it to vote out Krista? Was it Krista? Maybe? I think it, it, it wasn't whoever they wound up voting out. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. Because they didn't throw it to vote out Burton. Right, right? no. They, they threw it to vote out I think it might have been Krista. That does sound right. I think so too. I can't imagine who else. Because I think Rupert and Krista are kind of in a, they're in an alliance, I think. Yeah. And Rupert wasn't into it for that reason. And also because he doesn't want to throw challenges because that's, you know, dishonorable. (laughs) Yeah. A true pirate wouldn't. Right. So uh, Rupert's take was to kind of just like, not agree but also not vocally disagree right he wasn't like yeah totally i'm on board but he also wasn't like no we cannot do that right he kind of just like yeah he uh, distanced himself from the whole thing he was like if i'm in a challenge i'm going to do give it 110 percent but like i will agree to sit out of a challenge if this is what you want to do and Mm. what yeah i i know i was just trying to i don't know I guess it, it wouldn't have been that hard if you if you sit out Rupert and Burton to throw a challenge after that. Yeah. What was your take on the way that Rupert handled that by not like cooperating, but also not really stopping them from doing it? I think it just keeps him. It kind of keeps him above the fray a little bit. Like, yeah, I did, he wasn't like complicit in it, but he wasn't not complicit in it. Um, I think that might have been a double negative. I'm not sure. Um, but <laughs> he's just kind of he's his hands are clean, more or less. I think I think it was a smart move on his part. Clean. clean. <laughs> SpongeBob reference. Oh, my. And we made a SpongeBob made reference a SpongeBob to me reference. earlier and Do I didn't you... get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you cut this out, that's totally fine. Um uh, technique, technique. Do you know that? Yes. Are you familiar? I said that, and I was like, "What?" Technique. Thank you. Yeah, I, I didn't it's get it. It's with the bubble blowing. Yeah. Yes, I feel validated. I'm, so. I, I believed you. I'm usually good yeah, at the SpongeBob references. I, I just didn't get that. One. Yeah, you were just like, "Oh, that wasn't funny." I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, we can talk about Survivor now. <laughs> Welcome to the SpongeBob SpongeBob Rewatch podcast. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Honestly, that would be great. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Subscribe to our new channel, OutSponge. OutSponge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) We call it Krabby Chatty. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. I was that's thinking Sponge it? Watch, but that's way better. Sponge Watch. <laughs> sponge Watch is good too. Krabby Chatty. It's like Binge Watch, but Sponge Watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that'll be our next endeavor. Great. Uh, what was a. That, that'll be available on our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our sponsored content. Um. What was especially interesting about their challenge throw, I thought, was that they really made no attempt to look as though they were trying Mm -hmm. between the setting people out and also like, yeah, not strategically moving people to win the game in any way. Yeah. 
I I didn't yeah. see how Morgan could really feel good about the win, knowing that Burton and Rupert were sitting out and just kind of seeing the way that they played it. Yeah. Yeah, if they didn't know or at least really heavily assume they threw that, then yeah, I don't know what they were looking at. I mean, isn't yeah. didn't John just like up there laughing the entire time? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's pretty much making yeah. a joke of the whole thing. And that's yeah. the thing, like, yeah, how, how do you how do you watch someone lose a competition and that like is a tribal an immunity challenge and laugh about it the whole time and not think there's something fishy going on here? Yeah. They were probably so desperate. Unless, you know, he was... Talk about getting some honey or <laughs> smoking something, drinking something. <laughs> In this case, he definitely was drinking something. Yeah. yeah. Are you loaded? Are you loaded? <laughs> <laughs> you can just, like, in that moment, you just see the the, the disdain that Jeff Probst has for... Yeah. like For Johnny Fairplay. Yeah. What the hell, Johnny Fairplay? <laughs> You show up to tribal loaded. You put just making a complete mockery of this game. Yeah. yeah. I bet he's I, I know that Johnny Fairplay comes back in at least one other season. And so I I, I wonder how much Jeff like had to fight about that. Like, yeah, like absolutely not. This guy he can't back. come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the twist then we talked about it already was uh, that Morgan got to kidnap someone mm. and they picked Rupert. First of all. Any disputing that that's the right call? No. To uh, choose Rupert from that tribe? I I think any outsider looking at a tribe knows that Rupert is the best competitor. Like, uh huh. You know he he outdid Austin in that uh, strength competition earlier, and he just yeah yeah like he's a guy who gives it one hundred and ten percent. I I don't think that you can choose anyone else from that tribe. Agreed. I don't think, I mean, yeah. yeah, Rupert's the best. There's like the, I guess like two strategies or whatever to choosing someone. Some One is to do what they did and pick like the person who would be the greatest asset to you um, or seems like the biggest leader on their tribe to kind of like screw with their decision making and their providingness and give that to you. Or you could do the opposite, and if there's someone you like, look at the other tribe, and you think, okay, they're probably they probably want to vote this person out. Let's kidnap them so that they'll have to like change their plans and vote out someone actually stronger and be stuck with this weaker person for longer. Right? That's like another route they could have gone. I think if you're but toe for toe, if you haven't lost seven straight challenges or whatever. I think that's a fair strategy yeah. to take up. I think when you're that far down, you take their strongest person and see if you can see if you can turn them, see if you can get them to help, you know, whatever. Right. Because, you you know, a merger is coming. And even if even if you can't turn them, you can sow seeds of doubt in his alliances that he has. So it I. Yeah, I, I completely understand that strategy of taking a weaker person, forcing them to vote someone else out to scramble. But I yeah, I think the position they're in, you take the strongest guy they have and hope that he offers you anything. Yeah, I think you're right. Like it, when you're them in that situation, yeah, you're doing the like selfish short term game thing. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, and also you have to keep in mind that they don't know what we know watching the show. So, like, we don't, they don't True. necessarily know who the weakest link is on the Drake tribe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can obviously, you can probably assume from challenges and stuff who you think might be it, but you also don't know completely also, like, who they're planning on voting out and stuff. Right, right. So, So then do you think it's good or bad for Rupert in this spot to be kidnapped? Is that a positive or a negative thing for his game? I think it's a good thing for him. It gives him a chance to kind of get in good with with the whole other side of the game, basically, because you do, like you said, the the merge is coming. So all of a sudden, it's nice to have you know allies on both sides of the fence, so to speak. 
So you're not mm-hmm. just all of a sudden they see, hey, Rupert's the strongest guy. Let's vote him out. Well, and especially right. knowing that you have people on your tribe, in this case, Bert and Sean and Michelle or whatever her name is. Um, the is that the college kid? Yeah, the, her name yeah, is yeah, Michelle. Michelle. She's on my team. Um, <laughs> uh, especially knowing that you have this like smaller alliance in your tribe then those those are a group of people that are going to be when the merge comes they're going to go to the other tribe and say we'll team up with you to get out those other ones so for rupert this is an opportunity to be diplomatic and you know he has a relationship with them so maybe he can split up their tribe and they can't you know just outnumber his small alliance yeah and i think it worked out well for him too at the end because like they love Rupert now. So it's it's going to work out well, I think, for him moving forward. And his alliance knows how lo- loyal he is, too. Yeah, that's true. And he didn't even like. I mean, I'll jump ahead a little bit here. Uh, I Like he didn't even partake in the reward challenge that he won for Morgan afterwards. Like he just went back to Drake's. You know, to Drake's Island. Like he he was so just like, yeah, I'm I'm a Drake person. Like I will help Morgan win a challenge and then I'm out. Like I won't even partake in the reward. Yeah, we'll talk about it in upcoming episodes here. But yeah, he uh, it, it also kind of like on the other hand, it sows some like doubt in the Drake tribe of like, oh, is Rupert playing both sides, you know? So it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right in that the good outweighs the bad, just being able to build relationships with people on the other tribe. And but there is a little bad too. Yeah, I, I think I think that the the bad parts of it are they're not as bad when we're talking about season seven of this game. If this was mm. season thirty, that's gonna be yeah. a rough thing to come back from. Just because yeah. there's so much more strategy, it happens so much earlier. Season seven, like no one's thinking about it. Everyone's just thinking like getting to the to the merger. Like we found out like this episode that Drake has alliances amongst himself. Yeah, right. yeah that's Seriously. true. Right. Yeah. Oh. That's a good point. So leading up into uh tribal then with Rupert gone, there's kind of two groups here. Um, one of which is targeting Burton and the other is targeting Krista. Uh, and Johnny Fairplay is kind of in the middle playing both of them. So he effectively has the choice here uh, on who to send home. Um, and yeah, it seemed like in the episode, I was thinking, you know, if I didn't know the outcome, that it would probably be Krista based on the way that uh, John was talking and on the way that the other people were talking, like their reads on him. But he ends up... Uh, putting his vote on Burton and voting him out. Do you think uh, that was the correct choice for John to go with Burton over Krista? Well, if I'm not mistaken, the one that he, the alliance that he actually voted with has one more person, right? (laughs) Yes. Because of Rupert. Yes. Right. Because of Rupert. So there was like four. So it was. Right, because there were there a total of eight votes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, there was so, so they could have tied and gone to rocks, but not not this one. There was well, only there, was seven uh, there were only seven but votes. But Rupert is eight. So it was three, three, and then Johnny Fairplay in the middle, and then uh, you're right, you're and, right, and then Rupert was with Morgan at the time. So, so technically, Correct. technically, it would have been four and three, and Johnny Fairplay would have just tied it. If he had gone with the other mm-hmm. tribe, so he chose. You know, if you're just thinking about it that way, he chose numbers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my point. Yeah, which is a good move. I I also think just aligning yourself with Rupert is probably the best bet at this point in the game. Like, I think I think people are thinking people are starting to th- maybe think that if Rupert gets to the final two, like you're screwed against him. Right, but being in Rupert's alliance, you're gonna, you have friends. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know. The other positive of that, that a lot of people, a strategy that a lot of people, especially like kind of more threatening 
like stronger guys in particular is aligning themselves with other potentially more stronger and more threatening guys. It's called the meat shield technique. <laughs> um, the horrible name. Such that you, yeah, right. <laughs> such that you uh, align yourself with a bigger target than yourself so that they're theoretically targeted before you. So yeah, someone teaming up with Rupert in this spot would uh, be buying themselves, you know, probably at least one extra vote um, because if they get on the bottom, they're going to vote for Rupert first, right? Because he's right. is the much larger threat. I don't know if that's going through anyone's mind at this point, but another strategic option. Yeah, I. He said, "I I think from a purely numbers standpoint, it makes sense for John to to go with more people. Um, I it's it's definitely." Man, voting out a strong guy when you just gave Morgan a win, that's like some cocky. Mm-hmm. That's true. That was such a cocky play. Like they yeah. they were like, you know what? This guy has shown it, it's sort of like he's shown disrespect to the king. He 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 agreed to throw a challenge so that way he could vote someone mm-hmm. out. We're gonna get rid of him, even though he was yeah. a semi productive member of the tribe. And didn't wasn't this the tribal council when Jeff was talking to Johnny Fairplay and Johnny Fairplay said something very flippant and Jeff was like, so you're just going to talk about your teammates like that? Is this the one where that happened? It might have been. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because if if this were the one. Oh, oh, it was like, uh, yeah, it was like, um, what what's uh, basing tonight's vote? And he's like, whatever the stars tell me or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, is that a is that a yeah, way yeah. to, you know, treat someone that you spent 13 days with? Yeah. Yeah. He's so like, everything uh, was just whatever. so flippant. Yeah, I, think I think it was it this was. one. And arrogant. Yeah, you're you're right. Because this, this is the one where he was drunk. Yeah. Yeah. So they just didn't. <laughs> yeah, he was loaded. They just. Yes, he was. <laughs> they just didn't make it seem like they cared about any of it. Mm-hmm. And the it's consequences. Also, I, I don't understand. Like, I I understand that Burton was. Like he caused problems in the tribe and that he, you know, vied to throw it. But like, get rid of Michelle. Like that'll show him. That'll show him that you he doesn't have numbers, that he can't play that game. Yeah. Yeah. And then you still have a strong guy. I mean, you're guaranteeing that he's gonna flip at the merge, but But if your alliance is strong, who really cares at that point, sure. right? Exactly. I don't know. It like I I understand the thought process of getting rid of him, but I also I feel like you could have gotten rid of someone else and shown him the same thing. I think they definitely thought at this point too, like, hey, we are we clearly have the upper hand. We're good. We can afford to lose someone yeah. like this and still be fine. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I definitely think that's part Overall, of it. Too. I just feel like they were just as a yeah. tribe, they were quite arrogant this entire. And they're very mm-hmm. short-sighted and arrogant in their thinking this entire episode. Which, we'll see if it comes back to Hanum yep. or not. But Yeah. Indeed, we will. Foreshadow. <laughs> <laughs> Five shadows. So, before we wrap up uh, this episode, let's do a quick um, score, a look at the scoreboard here for our fantasy survivor. No, wait, time out. Episode we didn't four. do survivor fashion or island fashion. Oh, island fashion segment. Bring us your island fashion. Because we, they, they want a, a sewing machine. Oh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Oh, you're right. Rupert, Rupert sewed one of the best skirts. It was great. That's probably ever going to be in survivor. Just period. Like it was. I believe it was a Yeezy skirt. <laughs> <laughs> That is two rappers referenced in this episode. Yes, it is. We did it. We are mainstream, guys. This is how you know we're we're here. We're here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. That's important. Yeah, so that was fantastic. I I I found it so obnoxious that Sean and Burton. You know, one reason one reason I'm glad Burton's gone is because he was kind of a jerk. And he picked on Rupert for being Rupert. It was he wasn't yeah. kind of a jerk. He was an absolute jerk. He was yeah. acting like a middle schooler. Like, yeah. oh, you're using a sewing machine. Yes, that's what people do. 
to make clothes. <laughs> You're such a girl. <laughs> yeah, it was just gross. No yeah, I'm kind of happy to see yeah. Burton go, even though he's on my team. Like, oh. <laughs> you have disowned, disowned him. him. Yeah. So quickly you've turned on him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes. So after episode one, um, so in this episode, the only thing that you could get points for were for winning tribal immunity. That was half a point. Uh, voting correctly is half a point. And then uh, if you your player was still in the game after the tribal council, then you got a half a point that way too. So, um, and by virtue of players not being able to both win tribe immunity and vote correctly, because those are mutually exclusive right now, right. Uh, the max amount you could get from one player is three points. And each of you had four going into the episode. So your max overall was four uh, coming out of the first episode of our fantasy survivor uh, event. Emily and Adam both finished with three and a half points. Uh, you only got half a point from Michelle and Rupert, respectively, because uh, Michelle voted incorrectly and Rupert didn't vote. Yeah, that sucks, by the way, because he would have yeah. voted correctly. Yeah. Probably. He was kidnapped. Can't vote. Uh, and then Scott finished the episode with just three points since Burton um, both. Well, all of lost immunity voted incorrectly and did not finish the episode especially because he voted incorrectly still on the episode so he got zero points what a schwanz (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm saying so the scores are three and a half tie in the lead between emily and adam after the first episode scott just a half point behind though um with three points the the nature of this is going to be um because there's not many things like idols or advantages um, and that sort of thing to get points for it. The the person that's going to win is going to be the pe- person who has the most players in the longest, right? That's right. going to be yeah. almost totally it. And then uh, you'll get points later on for like individual immunities and stuff, well, and, which are pretty sizable. And since you get two points for every there. vote received in the final tribal, whoever has the winner yeah. of the game is going to do pretty well. Going to be a big sweep boost. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, that's the name of the game, right? right? Is to win the game. So if you've got the person that wins, that should be yeah. pretty heavily. And, I, and I, I think that's totally fair. I agree. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, it, the bummer with losing someone, you know, this early is that that's like a lot of theoretical potential points, like snowballing that you won't get. But um, even if you don't lose many in this one episode, so. We will uh, keep our eye on that going forward and update you with scores at the end of each episode. So great. Uh, Thank you for listening to Outwatch. Uh, Next time on Outwatch, we are going to be dissecting the fifth episode of Pearl Islands titled Everyone's Hero. Who could that be about? Join us next time and find out. And in the meantime, make sure to subscribe to our podcast feed where you will be getting these Outwatch rewatch episodes as well as some Outwatch live episodes, uh, which are our recaps of Survivor Ghost Island, which is currently airing. Really fun first couple episodes, actually, and I'm really excited for the rest of the season. Uh, and while you're at it, you should follow us on Twitter. That's at Outwatch Podcast. Uh, I've been, when I'm able to, live tweeting live survivor episodes and i don't really know what else we'll do on there yet but you should follow us nonetheless uh thanks for listening and we'll see you next time